Hello and welcome back to Rally's Rants, the podcast. And today we still have the beautiful, sweet, loving, great friend Victoria Martinez joining us for this very special episode. Do you want to say hi? Hi everyone. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's always a pleasure to be around you. But, you know, I'm actually filling this one. I am. But it's okay. It's going to be a great episode. It's going to be a great episode. Um, We're going to dedicate this entire episode to the show, the Netflix show, Dear White People. Season 2 starts May 4th. And this show means a lot to me because it's such a positive... First of all, I love seeing a lot of people of color on on TV and on shows like this is, is the, and it's sending out such a positive message and the message that needs to be heard from our people uh, the characters go through so many different struggles from you know you gonna help me out? yes so um, <laughs> having me talk the whole time She's they go through struggles like coming out as gay um, dealing with um, their father being overbearing um they deal with um, society's view of being mixed, whether you're dating a black man or a white man. Um, each episode focuses on a particular character except for the last episode. And I think it's a great show because it touches on a lot of issues that the black community faces on college campuses, but certainly just in life. Uh, in life. Yeah. And um, I think that it's a very good message. It sends a positive message. And I think that it's important for all people to watch it. Yeah, especially because the media puts a lot of negative images out of black people. And this show definitely puts out the positive as far as like the educated black person, which a lot of us are educated, but I feel like the media focuses on, you know, the negative within our culture. Mm -hmm. So to see so many intelligent young black people in college making it as you know writers and just being activists and promoting black love I love I love that I love that you know they were showing their strength they were showing how to overcome a lot of different obstacles especially with it starting off let's just start off let's just go right into it you go with that all right Mm -hmm. the main character Sam which is played by the beautiful Logan Browning she biracial and first, let's start with that. You're biracial. I am. Yes. Do you see the struggles that she went to, like through? Do you see that within yourself? I do. Um, so my mom is black and my dad's white, mm-hmm. but he's also Spanish, so my last name is Martinez. <laughs> so I get a lot of, "What are you?" Right. Really, what are you? And I have to really break it down for people. You know, and I get, I get looks from some people. You know, we, my family, we've gone out as a family, and there's been things said to my parents and um, to myself, and I know certainly to my mom about who she chose to marry and have kids with. And so in the show, Sam, she has a radio show called Dear White People. And she is a activist. She's just so down for the black community. She's intelligent. and um, But she's dating a white man. Her boyfriend's white. And she tries to hide that. And so when it comes out that she is dating a white guy, she sort of feels like a sense of embarrassment and 
the B the Black Student Union sort of kind of treats her like, well, because you're with a white man, you you're not really woke or you really don't care about the black issues. Why do you think that they went that deep as far as like there was so much judgment placed on her dating? It's like 2018 at this point. You know what I mean? Why do you think there was so much judgment placed on her for dating white men? Is it just because she was an activist or is it just because people's minds are still closed out? Both. I think both. And because unfortunately that's still the climate of society in 2018. Mm -hmm. We are still very segregated and I think that part of it is because she's an activist and because she is so for black rights, equality, they feel like, well, how can you date a white person when they're seen right now as the enemy, as sort of they've always been seen as, you know, because of slavery. So, and then again, I also think that it's just because um, people still believe that race mixing shouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's disheartening that, that that still occurs, you know, in modern day society. Do you feel like she was forced to pick a side as far as like being black or white? Do you feel like that's a, a common issue with biracial children? I do. It's getting a little bit better now, but um, I remember like years ago, you know, when you would fill out like applications and stuff, you know, you'd have to check a box. Mm-hmm. It would be either white, black, you know, Native like American. Your, like, yeah. it would never be mixed or more than one. You know, now they have the category of other or biracial or whatever. Right. Um, but I do feel like she did feel like she needed to pick a side. Um, and she might have felt like if she were to pick her boyfriend that she was picking the white side of her mm. over the black side. Um, like, like deep down, she couldn't really be both. Um, and that's very common, you know, when it comes to biracial individuals that they feel like they have to pick a side. Yeah, you're right. You're right. One thing I didn't touch on at the very beginning is, um, the uproar of this show starts with a a blackface party Mm -hmm. that the white kids on campus were throwing. That, do you have anything you want to say about that? Um... Yeah, I thought that was just completely out of line. But stuff like that really happens. Yeah, it does, you know, and it it's does. so that's why I feel like the show is so important for people to watch because it was real. Yeah, I mean, this stuff's not just made they're up. Touch, they're touching on topics that we we speak about and what, that we protest about, and it's all on on TV for us to actually watch. Like you know, and it captivated me. First episode, first episode was just like, oh wow. Um, let's jump into the next character that I want to talk about, which was Lionel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Lionel. Well, <laughs> I love Lionel. I do. I loved him from the beginning because Lionel was, he was such an interesting character because I feel like he had so many layers to him. Right. Like I don't think s- he realized his strength. Right. When you first look at Lionel, you're like, oh, he's dorky. You know, he's geeky. But he was coming into his own realization of who he was. And I love his relationship with his roommate and how honest he can be. Right? But, oh, well, he's he's so honest with him. And I love that he he found himself, you know, through these couple of episodes. Right. Lionel is the, the character that came out as gay, which I felt was very powerful in a sense because the black community, well, I don't really know too many open 
gay black people, well, older, you know what I mean? I think it, it sent a message to like people who are older watching because of the simple fact that it's taboo in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's not talked about. Mm-hmm. So for him to come out and be comfortable was great. But my, my thing was the whole not black enough. Do you remember the scene when he had like his little flashback of him being in high school and all the black kids were like making fun yes. of him? Yes, yep. I think that's a common thing with us, especially us being from the suburbs, having to deal with so much so many people's perspective, perspective what, what am I trying to say? Their perception of us is just like, you're not black. Yeah. You're not black enough. You're not black enough. And it sucks because it seems like he kind of just like suppressed that in, within himself and like had struggles de- dealing with black people. And I feel like that's common. Yeah. So it was good to see them actually put that out there. Not only was he a gay black man, but he was also a black man who didn't know where he fit in. And his character... It definitely was somebody I was like, wow, I'm happy that they put, put yeah. him in. And the, the actor who plays him, sorry, I can't I don't have his name off handy, but he plays, he, he did a damn good job. All the characters, all the actors do a great job. Um, next, I wanted to talk about Coco. Love Coco. Calandria. Coco, what is strong and she's beautiful. She is. But I was so happy to see that they touched upon the issues that dark-skinned women face in modern-day society. Because we still sort of have that mindset that light is better, whatever's closer to white is most more socially accepted. And I know, you know, talking to my mom or my friends, you know, who are dark skin and they share with me, you know, the issues that they face and the cruelty that they endure from, from society, you know, um, about the color of skin. So like in the show, there was this part where it's a flashback, Coco's a kid and Mm. she's like in elementary school. And uh, they're picking Barbies. And this little girl says, oh, you get the ugly Barbie. And she picks up the Barbie and it's a dark-skinned Barbie. Yeah, that and is... I was so upset. Like, I was screaming at the TV. And see, that's why I'm happy that they put something like that in there. Because this is real life. Yeah, This is, is what, you know, we both have a mutual friend, Taylor. And Taylor's our dark-skinned girl who is beyond beautiful. Flawless. And I know she... She definitely had a lot of issues growing up. I don't think she was as comfortable in her skin as she is now. But now you see her flourish um, and how beautiful she is. But there's more than just that. Like I, I just hate how that negative stigma on darker skin. But it's not only in our, I'm learning, not only in our community, but like in the Hispanic community too. Um, it's like they put this negative image on darker skin women or maybe men too, in a sense. I know, well, I think that in the black community, it's a little bit different. I think that dark black men are often seen as beautiful and sexy and luscious, um, especially in entertainment, where dark-skinned women aren't seen as beautiful. Um, I think it can be harder Mm -hmm. uh, for them. But at the end of the day, I still think that it's, is both the negative the negative stigma still lies on like dark and it divides our it divides us it divides light skin and dark skin and it's yes. like at the end of the day we are all, all African American yes. you know I'm mixed but when you look at my skin I'm black yeah, you know you walk down the street they see a black exactly. girl exactly so. so 
I think that we you know we need to have more TV shows, more podcasts, more everything talking about this in our culture because we already face uh, enough. We don't need to be divided. Right. Right. I'm really big on like trying to unite us as a people because the whole light skin dark skin issue is something that you know that we have to deal with every day. You know what I mean within our community and I think that's one of the reasons why we can't get ahead as quick as we should be getting ahead because we divide ourselves. We're not united. And it showed in the show. It definitely showed in the show. And Coco was someone who, you can tell she learned to love herself, but it it was a struggle. It was a struggle. And another thing I wanted to talk about with Coco was um, the whole weave wig situation. There was a scene, there was a, a portion of the show when she just changed her style and she got a weave because she kind of, they kind of like allude that to be sign of beauty yeah well weaves can be complicated um <laughs> i mean it's not not everybody gets weaves to to feel beautiful i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure it's easier to it's just easier maintain, to maintain yeah. um but i can see how someone would view that as you know you're not trying to go natural you know you're mm-hmm. not trying to show off your uh black beauty um because you know with weaves we you know it's we get sort you know we could get like indian hair right. and different texture yeah exactly that's not the texture of our own hair so i can see how someone would think well is it that you know is that self-hate do you not love yourself but honestly i mean i just think that black women get weaves because we just we just we don't want to do. have to deal with our hair on a I daily mean, basis i feel like people will put this negative image on black women who wear weaves but it's like why you're saying it's not... They got little white girls running around here with pink hair. Yeah. I mean, all all race and all ethnicities races, yeah. wear I'm just saying, like, So, like, why is it such a focus, like, on black women having to wear weaves or feeling like long hair is what's beautiful or straight hair is what's beautiful? That could also be society's way of expressing what they feel like is beautiful and normal. And that stuff is... It's tough to, to fight that because things like that are they're placed upon us when we're young yeah you know like as we saw with the, the baby yeah. thing and then it's like when you when you are exposed to that at such a young age you grow up with that and it's almost like when you're an adult you really don't even know any different any better you know because i know if you google it might be different now but if you in the past if you were to google beautiful it would be just like rows and rows and rows of pictures of white women i'm sure and yeah. so it's like you know to a kid, and I remember my mom told me when I was a kid, um, I used to put like towels on my head and like pretend like that was my my straight hair. And I, I feel like that's because of yes, yeah, <laughs> I felt I felt like that was because I like subconsciously wanted straight hair because I went to school with a bunch of Caucasians, and that's like what. That's all I really would see. Right. And they'll make fun of you because you have different hair. Your hair is curly. Your hair is nappy. Whatever it is. Um, And so I feel like that might be part of the reason why, you know, um, in the show, she had, you know, she got a weave. But then towards the end, she she rocked her natural hair. Right. And I love that turning point for her Mm -hmm. when she, you know, she is so fine, too. She is beautiful. But what I wanted to touch on, Victoria did, did just say when you typed in beautiful on Google, 
bunch of white women, and they're not lying. But they did have the 10 most beautiful women in the world, and number one is Beyonce. Okay, so see, things there. are That's changing. good, that's good. But when you click on that images, it's a bunch of white girls. That's very, that's very sad. It's very, very disheartening, sad. you know? But I think that things in society are changing, and, you know, nothing has helped the black community more than Black Panther. And certainly, oh, yes, dark-skinned women, nothing has helped more than, than Black Panther. I'm so happy that they we could do a whole episode based on that. They, they really help black women shine. Black people shine, but black women shine by having two strong, beautiful black women who, are, who have um, a darker skin tone just shine in this movie and just be the forefront. And, yeah. <laughs> so, next character. Who's next? Troy. I loved Troy. Talk what about did a you love man. about What did you love about Troy? I liked Troy because again his character really went through a period of maturation because in the beginning his character so he's he's in charge of the Black Student Union, he's very good looking. Um but his dad is like so his dad's the dean of the school also, that's important. And his dad is so uptight and just very strict with him and he like does he would go to like social events his dad wouldn't let him drink right. I mean he was just like so strict so just like his son could not do anything wrong could not get out of line and then at the end I don't want to give it away for the people that right. haven't watched you it you need but, to though if you have not watched Dear yeah. White People on Netflix please tune in binge watch and then binge watch season 2 that starts this weekend but go ahead Tori at the end his dad really let his guard down and really came to the protection of his son. Um, And, you know, you find out through the season that his dad treats him the way he does and is so strict on him because he feels like if he's polished, that that will sort of shield him from the obstacles that black men face. Right. And so, again, at the end, you know... um, he like Troy's he's getting arrested and his dad comes out crying and he's like don't "Don't shoot shoot my son and that was so powerful because I know that meant a lot to Troy Mm -hmm. because he touched on you know the fact that for three years his dad never even told him happy birthday Mm -hmm. which I think that 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 can really mess with a person yeah especially you have your dad in your life and he's not he's in your life but it's like you kind of just you're fighting to be perfect for him and the relationship's not really there. And I think there's a lot of cases with black men and um, their fathers not having the strongest relationships for whatever reason. And I know for me, my, my perspective, um, perception on it was his, da- his dad really wanted him to just do well. You know, he didn't want his son to be looked at in a negative image, but he didn't realize that within all of that, he was actually hurting his son. Mm-hmm. And I think, well... I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see how season two is going to play out for them, too. Me, too. Uh, can't wait to watch it. Um, next character, Gabe, which was Sam's boyfriend, the white guy we talked about earlier. What do you think about Gabe? I liked Gabe, um, <laughs> but Midway, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Again, I don't want to give it away for people that haven't watched it, but Gabe disappointed us. He let us down. But you know what? I... I can't really hold that against Gabe because he didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I 
think oftentimes we get so mad at white people because they don't really face the the struggles, the that, struggles we, that we face, but we don't we can't be closed off and and mean to the ones that are trying to understand us that are trying to root for us be on our side because that's how Gabe was Gabe loved Sam and he told her many times like I want to understand like the stuff that you guys go through he wanted to be a part of the BSU but um Gabe made a a decision to he made a decision based off of what he knew yeah you know, he doesn't realize. I, I mean, I know Victoria is trying not to ruin it, but he, yeah. he pretty much called the cops um, during a situation when it was a party. Yeah, yeah, it was a party. It was a party. He called the cops. Things were getting a little out of hand, if you will, which they really weren't. It kind of was just a debate. Yeah. Based on, should we talk about the N word? We can. Yeah. So you know, in at the party, they were playing some music, and in the song, the N word was said, and so this white guy you know was like saying the n-word as part of the song you know it wasn't in a racist demeanor yeah, he didn't but, call anyone it but it's just the simple fact that he said it and reggie mm-hmm. got upset mm-hmm. and it kind of started a little altercation but nothing serious and but gabe didn't want it to, to go any further and so gabe called the police and it didn't end well for reggie mm-hmm. um and that I think was when the season really took a turning point, right? Because that it was really it started to get serious with like because you know police brutality with black men is so current, yeah. so common, and I was happy to see that again be portrayed. But you know, but Gabe didn't know. You know, he he really didn't know that yeah. that it was going to take that type of turn. But it's like, still, do you get mad at him? You know, in terms of from Sam's position. You know, do you really get upset at him for that? He didn't know, but look at the way things ended. So it's it's tough. Yeah, it is. And he and he got to see firsthand like all the all the anger from the the cops were placed on Reggie, who, who we'll talk about next. Um, the black character, the white guy, wasn't really nothing was said to him. Nothing no. was really done to him. It was kind of just like. You know, we know who the problem is, and that's the sad reality of what we live in and what we have to go through every day. So, Gabe, I don't know. So, how do you feel? Do you feel he's the good side or the bad side? I think he's still on the good side. I just think that he needs to be more aware of issues that don't affect him but affect other people. And if he wants to be with Sam, who's half black, and he needs to make sure that he understands how situations can go from good to just terrible in a matter of seconds seconds. when it comes to a black man and the law enforcement. Yep, I completely agree. You know, but I still don't think that, you know, after that, like, the, the BSU, they just completely, like... Yeah, Gabe was just like, no. Yeah, he was like nothing to them. And, you know... My dad is white, and he innately doesn't understand certain things about the black culture, and it's not like I expect him to. I mean, now I guess I do, because he's raised two black daughters, (laughs) but we still have to explain things to him, because no matter what, he's never going to know what it's like to be black in America, but we cannot hold that against him, you know? So we just have to make sure that 
they understand us and that they're on our side, that they're not part of the problem. Because essentially, you know, we really need them. We need... We need them we need on our, our people, side. Yeah, to, to help show that this is an issue. Because it's going to be... It, we, it can't just be black people saying social injustice, black lives right. matter. Like It has to be all people. It, it has, has to yeah, be it, all Everybody people. has to fight for equality. And, you know, we need the white people on our side. And we need people like, like Gabe who are willing to try to understand. Try to understand the struggle. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, let's talk about... Well, let's, let's honor... I want to mention... Joelle, because she is beautiful. Mm-hmm. She was Sam's best friend, who I didn't really want to talk about because it's like she was just she was just the best friend, but she did play a, a good role, and we need people like her. For anybody who is battling with being in love with somebody who loves your best friend, I've been there, so I feel for you, Joelle. Anyway, let's talk about Reggie. So Reggie, first of all, Reggie loved Sam. He was in love with Sam. Yeah. But Sam loved Gabe. And yes. so that causes conflict right there. Yes. Um, but then it caused even more Shit, conflict. I've been Reggie too now that I think about it. But yeah, yeah. It, it does suck. It, you know, well, Reggie's character, very intelligent guy. Do you think that, how do I say this? Him liking Sam is his downfall? No, I don't. I just felt like he needed to get over her. Is that really easy, though? No, I'm sure it's not. And then also... Especially because you guys are always together. How do you get over someone you're always with? But I felt like he kept pushing it, and it was like she was clearly in love with Gabe. But she was also dropping it. See, females do that. Yeah. Females but, do that. They play yeah. both sides, because she was playing with that boy. Whether I mean, man, well, sorry. they... Again, I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin it, but... right. Yeah. They slept together. Yes. So it's like, yeah. You can't I can't sleep I, with your friend and expect yeah. everything to just be normal. Yeah. So. so. But I don't think that Reggie liking Sam was necessarily his downfall. Um, But I just kind of feel like he, yeah, he was, she was kind of stringing him along. But I also think that it was very clear that Sam wanted to be with Gabe. And I feel like Reggie was sort of mean to her because... Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that you brought that up, do you think he had an issue with her just being with somebody else or the fact that it was a white man? Both. I think that he didn't want her to be with anybody, but the fact that she was with a white man made it even, like, made it ten times worse. Because that's, they, they're the Black Student Union and they're fighting for equality. And so it, I feel like he was very upset that she was with someone white. I do. Okay. I think he was So you think if Gabe was black? I don't think that Reggie would have been as upset. I still think he would have been in love with her, but I don't think that he would have been more like receptive to him, you think? I think think so. so. Maybe not receptive to him, but just kind of more nonchalant. Like, all right, I guess the girl I'm in love with is with someone else. But I feel like he hated Gabe. Not only because he was dating the girl he loved, but, but because white. of his skin. <laughs> that sucks. That shows that there's an issue within us too. But you know, I'm not giving it any passes. But I, I, I understand the issue with him feeling that way about Gabe. Um, I understood him really, really hating Gabe after Gabe was the one who called the cops on him when it was literally nothing. But 
Um, backtracking a little bit, we talked about, you know, the issue between Reggie and this white guy getting into it about the Mm N-word. How do you feel about that, the use of the word? Do you feel like it should be exclusive to black people, or do you feel it's a word that we need to all stop using? That's tough. Um, I don't know. I mean, well, I certainly don't think that non-black people should say it. Mm -hmm. But then, I do, the word is used so use, just so kind of easily in our culture Mm -hmm. but it's almost like it's our word like the word belongs to us you know I mean it was clearly created by white people but it's it's exclusive to blacks I'm not gonna lie like I don't really use the word it's very rare you've known me what over 10 years and I'm sure you can count on two hands how many times you've heard me say it but I, I do get upset when I hear other races say Yeah. It's an awful word. It is. Where, where it can't... It doesn't even matter who says it. The history of the word is yeah, awful. Like, it was never a positive thing. we just use thing. it as such a... You know, even like in rap songs, which this white guy was, you know, quoting. And I think that it's something that we need to work on. And maybe that was a, a message that they were trying to send. Like, yeah. you have to understand, like, we use the word, but we can't sit here and get mad when other people are sitting here using it when we're using it in our songs. Yeah. Does it make it right? No. They don't need to be saying it. And I feel like Reggie had every right to check that guy. Because mm-hmm. that was his friend, and you have to understand, like, certain yeah. things you just can't do. And it was interesting because Reggie was like, well, how would you feel if I started rapping a song that was like, cracker and... Mm-hmm. Some other kind of negative words towards white people. And the white guy was like, I wouldn't even care. And so I thought that was interesting. Like, he doesn't care if you say a word that, that's, so negative. that's yeah. negative towards white people. But it's like, we care. And it's it, it goes back to slavery. We care because that word came from slavery when we right. were enslaved. And that wasn't a positive time for African Americans. So that word, is not, it's not a positive word, but it's somehow... It's in, you know, it's in songs. And I feel I, like it's just used for black people as far as it's something that we have that they can't take. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Because they take, they try to take everything else from us. Mm-hmm. So, but I do still want to work on us trying to like get rid of the words. and. I think we know. all should stop saying it. I do. You know, because if we all stop saying it, then no other race has any reason to try to, to say it, justify yeah. why they say it. You know, I think that we should all just not say it. I agree. But yeah, I'm really curious to see where season two is gonna go. Um, before we end this, I had fun talking about this. Did you? Me too. I really, I can't wait to the next season. But before we stop, I gotta ask you, who is your favorite character and why? My favorite character is Sam because I think I relate to her on so many different levels. Um, again, me being mixed, it was so interesting to see how much we were like how many things that we went through that were similar um you know and having sort of like negativity negative comments from black people about you dating a white person or being Mm -hmm. mixed whatever it is like in our own community you know Mm -hmm. like I've had things said to me you know like about how I can't be woke or I talk funny or I'm so whitewashed or like my mom could never really be down with the black community or the black struggles. Yeah, that's the ignorance of this world. I've been told that like 
you know, a guy's only liked me because I'm, like, lighter and, like, that dark-skinned people hate on us. Like, just very negative stuff. And I saw so much of that through Sam. And so I was like, wow. It's like seeing someone like you. Yeah. Yeah. That's always good. It's always good. I don't know who my favorite was. I really liked Sam, though. I did. And part of it was because she's fine as hell. But <laughs> she she really did try. Don't... I, I kind of liked Troy as well because he was just so, he was really, really chill and, and, you know, I've seen issues with me and my dad having our own issues. So like seeing that was kind of, I think everybody really brought it, brought, brought something that I could see myself in, you know, there have been times where I felt like Lionel and I felt like I wasn't black enough to be around a lot of black people because of the stereotypes that the world spews out. But, um, Coco I, I see a lot of my friends in her, so it was good to see somebody actually standing up and realizing how beautiful they were, they are. Um, Gabe, I love white people like Gabe who mm-hmm. don't really try to see color but see a person. Yes. Um, and then Reggie, you know, like I said, I've been in his place before, so I get it. I get it, and I'm really looking forward to season two. Maybe we can Me talk too. about season two in a few weeks. Definitely. I hope all of you guys take everything that we said. To all the people who watched it, you know, send us your feedback on it too. What you think. Um, Victoria's going to be joining me again. She just doesn't know it yet. Definitely. Definitely. We'll have some more topics to talk about. Tune in May 4th. Netflix. Dear White People. Amazing message. Amazing show. Can't wait to see what it brings. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. You're the best. You are the best. And nobody said it to you today. Jarrell loves you. And y'all be blessed.